Today, it's February 8th. I'm Marco Timpano. And I am Bill Antonio. This is Born on This Day. And I want to wish everyone a happy National Iowa Day. Oh, how I love Iowa. Uh, today recognizes the Hawkeye State, the 29th state to join the United States. It is known for its fertile pra- prairies, rolling hills, uh, in- innovative people, and some nostalgic movie moments. From the Mississippi River to the harvests in Plymouth, Harrison, and Fremont counties, Iowa's history, beauty, and hospitality is noted and it flourishes, Bill. And was stolen from the natives. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. But now we say the indigenous people of North America. Uh, Listen, Bill, if you were born on February 8th, your personality is characterized by imagination and honesty. While your friends and family appreciate your imagination, they may admire your honest nature, nature the most. In all your dealings, social and professional, you value truthfulness and straightforwardness above all else. Well, that's certainly true of our first birthday celebrant, at least as far as I can tell from the interviews I've seen with her, and that's the wonderful, wonderful Mary Steenburgen. She made her film debut in Jack Nicholson's first film as director, Going South, in 1978, quickly following it with the lead in the romantic fantasy Time After Time, then in 1980 won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for Melvin and Howard. It was non-stop success since, since then, with roles in Ragtime, Cross Creek, The Whales of August, Miss Firecracker, Parenthood, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Philadelphia, The Grass Harp, Powder, and Life as a House. In the last few years, she has appeared on Grace and Frankie, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and the film's Book Club and Happiest Season. She was born on this day in Newport, Arkansas in 1953. And she has an amazing story, Bill, of... Um hearing music after mm-hmm. an operation if you ever get a chance read the article on it because it's quite incredible and the inspiration for zoe's uh, extraordinary playlist which is mm-hmm. a great television series Catherine newton appeared on 10 episodes of halt and catch fire before playing the role we all know her for as reese reese witherspoon's daughter on the hit miniseries big little lies she also appeared in the films blockers Ben is Back, and the Pokemon film. Played Amy in the 2017 miniseries adaptation of Little Women, and this year appears in the genre-bending horror swap film Freaky. She was born on this day in Orlando, Florida in 1997. Nick Nolte was acting at the Pasadena Playhouse in regional theater productions and random episodes of television when he made his breakthrough on the miniseries Rich Man, Poor Man, which then led to his film career when he starred in the 1977 adaptation of the Peter Benchley novel The Deep, which was a huge hit. Do you remember why, Marco? Um, isn't there a picture of some woman whose uh, chest, I, I think it's um, Jacqueline, not, Bissette. Jacqueline Bissette, whose you know, white, uh, white t-shirt is yeah. clean to her body very seductively. Because it's wet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, you always take the long way around, don't you? Because I, I can picture it. I'm describing <laughs> the picture in my mind, and I'm not trying to say with her nipples exposed uh, through the it's just thing. A wet, tr- it's a wet white t-shirt. Everyone can make the conclusions from there, Marco. All right. <laughs> Roles for Nick to follow included Who'll Stop the Rain, the hit comedy 48 Hours, Under Fire, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, and Three Fugitives. Then, in 1991, he received his first Oscar nomination for the Barbara Streisand film The Prince of Tides, and his second nomination for Affliction in 1998. Later roles include Tropic Thunder, Parker, the show Luck, and a third Oscar nomination for the boxing film Warrior with Tom Hardy. Last year, he appeared on the series Paradise Lost. He was born on this day in Omaha, Nebraska in 1941. 
Listen, Bill, you can have the tight T-shirt worn by the grandson from uh, Mama's family, and I can have the tight T-shirt of Jacqueline Bissett from yeah, the, okay. the Deep. I just okay. know how to say the word wet. That's all I'm pointing Fair enough. To. Listen. Yeah. Uh, listen, Seth Green made his debut at the age of 10 in the Hotel New Hampshire and has worked consistently since, playing the child star of Woody Allen's Radio Days in 1987 and then later appearing in Pump Up the Volume, Ticks, Airborne, and episodes of The Wonder Years and Evening Shade. Fame came with his role as Oz on the hit series Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which followed his having a different role in the Buffy films a few years earlier. He starred in the films Idle Hands, Rat Race, and The Italian Job, and most famously has won three Emmys for producing the animated series Robot Chicken, on which he also performs a number of voices and has performed the voice of Chris Griffin on over 350 episodes of Family Guy since 1999. He was born on this day in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1974. One of the most admired film actors of the 20th century, Jack Lemmon, had been appearing on television for five years when he made his film debut in It Should Happen to You with Doris Day, following it with Flit in with Judy Holliday, and winning his first Oscar for the war comedy Mr. Roberts in 1955. He became a leading man in the late 50s with the success of Some Like It Hot, The Apartment, Days of Wine and Roses, Irma LaDuce, The Great Race, and The Odd Couple. He won another Oscar in 1973 for Best Actor in Save the Tiger, then won Best Actor at the Cannes Film Festival twice for The China Syndrome and the 1982 political thriller Missing, which I have watched ten times in the last two years alone. He continued to work for the rest of his life, famously paired with comedy partner Walter Matthau in the Grumpy Old Men films, The Odd Couple 2, and Out to Sea, then made his final appearance as the narrator of the 2000 film The Legend of Beggar Vance, dying a year later at the age of 76. He once walked out on Joan Rivers' performance because he found her offensively dirty. He was born on this day in Newton, Massachusetts in 1925. Oh, so I should see Missing. It's a good It's a good thriller, eh, Bill? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And who else is in that? Who's the female lead in that? Oh, see, okay. Okay, so I will watch that. That's great. Brooke Adams was an uncredited extra in the 1974 version of The Great Gatsby. Then four years later, found herself the star of one of the most acclaimed films of 1978, Terrence Malick's Oscar-winning Days of Heaven. That same year, she also starred in the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, later appeared in The Dead Zone, Almost You, later in 1991 had a role in the independent classic Gas Food Lodging by Alison Anders, with whom Bill was recently chatting on Instagram. Oh, we need to hear more about that. More recently, she appeared in the film Snapshots and the show All Downhill From Here. She was born on this day in New York City, in New York, in 1949. Mm-hmm. What's uh, this yeah, chat you were having? With Alison Anders. Yeah, she's a great director, and I posted something about her on Instagram uh, about how much of a fan I was, and she wrote me and thanked me, and then we chatted for just a little bit. I just told her whichever movies I liked, and also she told me about... because. Um, I was really hoping her film Grace of My Heart would come out on Criterion. It's something that Ileana Douglas has been talking about for a long time. Right. And she just told me stuff about that, like the the distribution for it and all that stuff. So Oh, that's amazing. And I just thanked her for chatting with me because, you know, on Instagram, it's a crapshoot. You you could be inviting a chat with a crazy person who never leaves you alone or something. You know? Sure. So I sure. appreciated her having faith that I was worth talking to. Indeed. That or there was nothing else to do in her town in <laughs> Texas that week. I don't know. But she was really, really nice. 
probably a little from column A and a little from <laughs> column B. Marco, this September will be 66 years since the death of James Dean, who to this day remains one of the most recognizable faces in film history, despite starring in only three films. Moving to New York to pursue acting, he studied at the Actors Studio while appearing on stage and episodes of television, before raves for his performance in The Immoralist earned him a trip to Hollywood. East of Eden is his only film released while he was still alive. He had already filmed Rebel Without a Cause and Giant, by the time he died in a car accident on September 30th, 1955, at the age of 24. He received an Oscar nomination for East of Eden the following spring, then after the release of Giant in 1956, was nominated for another Best Actor Oscar the following year, while Rebel has made him the eternal icon of the teenager struggling against the adult world. The stories, rumors, and legends since his death are too numerous to summarize. He was born on this day in Marion, Indiana, in 1931. Henry Cherney is an actor best known for his roles in the films The Boys of St. Vincent, for which he won a Gemini, Mission Impossible, Clear and Present Danger, The Ice Storm, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, Fido Remember, and Ready or Not. He was a regular on the ABC drama Revenge and has received a Theater World Award, a second Gemini for the 11th hour, and was nominated for a Canadian Screen Award for the other half. A graduate of York University and Montreal's National Theatre School, he re- recently appeared on Sharp Objects and an episode of Schitt's Creek. He was born on this day in Toronto in 1959. The famous story is that Lana Turner was discovered by a talent scout at a drugstore, though in actuality she had moved to California as a teenager with her mother and pounded the pavement until getting a studio contract. She made her debut at 16 in They Won't Forget, and was soon playing the beautiful ingenue who steals Mickey Rooney's heart in Love Finds Andy Hardy. Then in 1946, became a major sex symbol with her performance in the film noir classic The Postman Always Rings Twice. She followed it with Green Dolphin Street, The Bad and the Beautiful, The Reigns of Ranchipur, and Peyton Place, for which she was nominated for her only Oscar for Best Actress. The night of the ceremony, her abusive boyfriend, Johnny Stampanato, beat her up because she took her daughter, Cheryl, to the Oscars instead of him, which resulted in Cheryl killing him in defense of her mother. Rumors have always persisted that the story isn't quite how things went, but who knows. Turner continued to work until the mid-80s when she appeared on Falcon Crest and two episodes of The Love Boat, after which she retired until her death in 1995 at the age of 74. She was born on this day in Wallace, Idaho, in 1921. Falcon Crest had the best people on it. It totally did. I'm telling yeah, you. totally did. She probably played Lucy on it. <laughs> Cecily Strong has been a cast member of Saturday Night Live since 2012, receiving her first Emmy nomination for her work this past fall. A regular performer with The Second City and I.O. Chicago, she had roles in the films Ghostbuster, Ghostbusters, rather, The Boss, and the meddler and performs voice work on the awesomes she was born on this day in springfield illinois in 1984 gary coleman became a television star with his role as arnold on the hit sitcom different strokes from 1978 to 1986 making him one of the highest paid child actors in the late 70s and early 80s he later starred on the animated series the gary coleman show and in the films on the right track jimmy the kid and an american carol In 2003, he was a candidate for governor of California, finishing eighth in a field of 135 candidates with 14,242 votes. Despite his early success, he struggled financially in later life. In 1989, he successfully sued his parents 
and business advisor over misappropriation of his assets, only to declare bankruptcy a decade later. His short stature was the result of congenital kidney disease that required frequent dialysis throughout his life that he was very secretive about. He later underwent heart surgery and then in 2010 fell down his stairs, which may have been the result of a seizure, and he suffered an epidural hematoma that killed him at the age of 42. He was born on this day in Zion, Illinois in 1968. Wow, what a life that he led, man. So tragic. Susanna Hamilton began her career in the 70s after being noticed performing in children's theater by a filmmaker, leading to her being cast in the 1974 adaptation of Arthur Ransom's Swallows and Amazons. She gained notice in the 80s with roles in Tess and Weatherby, a pivotal performance in the adaptation of George Orwell's 1984, and a noticeable turn in the Oscar-winning Out of Africa. On stage, she appeared in The Real Thing by Tom Stoppard, and Waiting at the Water's Edge by Lucinda Coxon. She was later on the shows Wish Me Luck and Streetwise, spent a season on the popular British medical drama Casualty, and more recently was on Jane Hall and Silent Witness. She was born on this day in London, England in 1960. Matilda May was a ballerina from the age of eight, then moved into acting as an actress who became well-known for her very appealing nude scenes in the 1985 science fiction cult favorite Life Force, then later appeared in Jacques Demy's final film Three Seats for the 26th, starred in Becoming Colette, and later had a role in the Richard Gere action film The Jackal. She continues to work regularly in the French film industry, recently appearing on the series Access and the film An Irrepressible Woman. She was born on this day in Saint-Ouen, France, in 1965. When we celebrated the birthday of Jane Meadows in September, we mentioned that she was raised by American missionaries in China who brought their daughters back to the States when they were children and only spoke Cantonese. Jane's sister, Audrey Meadows, was also sent to an all-girls boarding school and also got into acting, first on Broadway before breaking into television and becoming a legend on the small screen for her performance as Alice on the series The Honeymooners from 1952 and 1957. And it needs to be said, uh, Bill, that... She was so great on that series because she was acting opposite such a huge persona. Mm -hmm. And that role opposite, um, I can't remember his name now, uh, you know, really, yeah, yeah, really required someone to, to, to be strong and forceful. She always kept up with him, even though she obviously wasn't, you know, she looked at her and you didn't think she was a force to be reckoned with, but she had the personality for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, after it ended, she continued to work in television and film, including That Touch of, Touch of Mink with Doris Day, Take Her, She's Mine, and On the Red Skeleton Show. While becoming a very wealthy woman, thanks to the fact that she was the only cast member of The Honeymooners who had her agent put royalties for reruns and syndication sales into her contract, wow, tough, great actor, and smart as a whip. Yeah. In the early 80s, Audrey made regular guest appearances on Too Close for Comfort, was on an episode of Empty Nest, and made her last appearance on two episodes of Dave's World in 1995, a year before her death at the age of 73. She was born on this day in New York City in 1922. And last but not least, John Grisham is one of the most successful American authors and among the most adapted to film. His popular legal thrillers have been translated into 42 languages, drawing from his own experience as a lawyer and politician. He graduated from Mississippi Law School in 1981 
and practiced criminal law for a decade, serving in the Mississippi House of Representatives from January 1984 to September 1990. His first novel, A Time to Kill, was published in June of 1989, four years, began, four years after he began writing it. His books have sold 300 million copies, and he has written 28 consecutive number one bestsellers. He is one of only three authors to sell two million copies on a first printing, the other two being Tom Clancy and J.K. Rowling. The Firm was his first bestseller, and its 1993 film adaptation came out the same year as the film version of The Pelican Brief, leading to years of his stories making their way to the big screen, including Time to Kill, The Client, The Chamber, The Rainmaker, and Runaway Jury, while The Gingerbread Man was written directly as a film. He published his 42nd book, A Time for Mercy, in 2020. He was born on this day in Jonesboro, Arkansas, in 1955. You know, Bill, I want to like his films. I go in trying to like his films, oh. and at the end of the day, I don't love his films. Oh, I always enjoy them. They're always, I always find them satisfying. Oh. My favorite well, being uh, The Client, because I love Susan Sarandon in that. Well, she's great in everything, really. Mm-hmm. Even The Banger Sisters, Bill, <laughs> if you haven't seen that, that tremendous piece of work. All right, Bill. Well, I'm going to leave you saying I hope you have a great National Iowa Day on February 8th, Bill. Indeed. We didn't have any Iowa celebrants today, but yeah. No, but go eat yourself a cob of corn. And visit a covered bridge. Yes, indeed. Well, we'll see you tomorrow, Bill. All right. Aren't you going to say see you then? I did, but you were talking at the same time. See you then. Bye.